I've been a creator for almost a year now. Like many creators, I found out about this side of the internet by listening to a Dan Coe and Dakota Robertson podcast last September 2022, and then another Dan Coe and Dickie Bush podcast, then a Dickie Bush and Justin Welsh podcast, etc. And I just fell down the rabbit hole. What these guys were talking about blew my mind. Making money, writing online, talking about your interests. It almost seemed too good to be true, honestly. Turning your interest into a business, escaping the nine to five corporate grind, working from anywhere in the world, typing buttons on your laptop and making tens of thousands of dollars a month. I was definitely intrigued. So I went further and further down this rabbit hole. Over the past year, I've been obsessed with this creator economy and this online game because I see it as the vehicle for personal freedom, self-actualization and creating the life you want. Over the past year, I've listened nonstop to the biggest creators in the space and read all of their work. So guys like Dakota Robertson, Dan Coe, Justin Welsh, Dickie Bush, Sahil Bloom, and countless others. I just became obsessed with studying these guys. And I think the reason that I became so obsessed with this game was because I saw so much of myself in these guys. They woke up early to grind instead of staying out late and partying. They were routine-oriented, ambitious, and focused. A lot of them were also former athletes. Dickie Bush was a D1 football player at Princeton. Saho Bloom was a D1 baseball player at, I believe, Stanford. And uh, I really just resonated with their stories and their journeys and how they were living their lives. They did everything in their life with maximum intensity and focus from their health and fitness to their sleep and nutrition to learning and creating. And like many other newer creators, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you feel the same way. You wanted to be like them. I wanted to be like them. I thought if I acted like them, given enough, enough time, I could eventually get on their level. This is what I did in sports as well. It, it's kind of a mirror. I would always look up to the older players at my high school or the top college players that I wanted to be like, or the NFL players that I wanted to be like, and I would start to replicate and mimic all their behaviors and their habits. So I did this with the creators as well. I read the same books that they read. I started a similar podcast because they did. I got on a similar sleep schedule. I did the same 90 minute writing blocks in the morning. I followed even like the same intermittent fasting schedule for focus. And after a year of following in their footsteps and replicating their behaviors, things have begun to work out decently well for me as well. I've escaped the corporate grind altogether. I left college to build this creator business because I see the potential is much higher than the ceiling for a job. I moved across the world twice to Argentina and Costa Rica before choosing to come back home to focus for a monk mode. And I've grown an audience of about 20 to 21,000 followers in a newsletter of almost 2,000 subscribers in the past year. And the reason is, is because I've mostly copied those ahead of me. Now, before you be like, okay, you're just, you're not authentic or anything. I'll get there. Give me a second. We have to think about this evolutionarily. Humans are copycat creatures. Mirror neurons in our brains allow us to watch another human act out a behavior and replicate it ourselves. When we watch someone perform an action, these mirror neurons in our brains fire as if we are performing the same action. This is the basis of how we learn from a young age. You've been doing this, even if you're not conscious of it, since before you can remember. 
As a kid, you watched your parents speak, walk, talk, and navigate the world, and subconsciously you mimicked their behaviors. The same principle holds true for nearly anything or any skill you've learned. Maybe you were an athlete as a kid. You first learned to shoot a basketball by watching somebody else do it and then trying to do it yourself. Or if you're a writer, you first learned to write by watching somebody else write and then you copied how they did it. Of course, your attempt to mirror someone's behavior won't ever be spot on because you are completely unique. I can watch Michael Jordan do a a double clutch layup or a turnaround jump shot or dunk from the free throw line and try to do it myself, but I definitely can't do it exactly quite like he does. I can imitate it. If you saw me play basketball, I can actually do a pretty good uh, double clutch layup or turnaround jump shot, but I can't exactly do it like MJ did. It's only been through tens of thousands of repetitions that Michael Jordan has perfected that layup or that fadeaway to the point that it's become pure instinct for him. He doesn't have to think about it. This is what mastery looks like in action. If you deconstruct how Michael Jordan learned how to do these things that are now seemingly instinctual for him, at a fundamental level, when he was a kid, he copied others do it too. He copied his older brothers when he first learned how to dribble and shoot a basketball. He speaks of copying Julius, Julius Irving, David Thompson, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, etc. when he was trying to add new moves to his arsenal. And eventually, once he practiced for decades, not months, not weeks, decades, he was able to create completely new, unique moves that only he could do. Now, this is not special to MJ. This is what all great artists, thinkers, and entrepreneurs do. First, they imitate Then, through years of practice and thousands of repetitions, they innovate. Steve Jobs did the same thing with Edwin Land. He was inspired by Land's ability to integrate technology and design seamlessly. And this influence can be seen in Apple's elegant and user-friendly product design, but with Jobs' unique personality and spin on it. Going more practical to the creator economy, you can see it with Dan Coe. He's taken ideas from... Thinkers like Alan Watts, uh, Actualize.org, a YouTube channel, and Ken Wilber, um, a philosopher, and broken them down, put his own spin on them, and applied the teachings directly to the creator economy and entrepreneurship and online business. Or you can even look at somebody like Alex Hormozzi. He's taken in, he's taken marketing principles from guys like Russell Brunson, Dan Kennedy, and investing principles from Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, and business principles from Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, and applied them to his own pursuits. This is what all humans do. We imitate, and then when we, when we reach a high enough level, we can innovate. The sooner you can accept this fact, the sooner that, that you can accept that everything you know do and believe has been programmed into you by other people, the sooner you can use this fact to your advantage. Most people are unaware of their programming. Their beliefs and actions have been programmed into them unconsciously by the media, the school system, society, etc. We all have been programmed. But most people are completely unaware of their programming. But once you realize that you're a programmable creature, the quicker you can program yourself and use it to your advantage. Here's how. You imitate, then you innovate. Now, I want you to bring somebody to mind. Who do you look up to the most? 
Think of one person that resonates with you on a deeper level than anybody else. Maybe it's a thinker, maybe it's an athlete, maybe it's an entrepreneur, maybe it's a podcaster, whoever, it doesn't matter. Whoever resonates with you most, bring that person to mind. Whoever it is that you feel most aligned with and most inspired by is usually a good indicator of where you should aim. So hold them in your mind as I talk through the rest of this podcast. Because we want to deconstruct every part of their lives so we can mimic it ourselves. Let's start with habits. So think about your ideal person, your number one mentor, you could say. Ask yourself these questions. And if you don't know the answer, it might be worth looking into and diving deep. What time do they wake up? What time do they go to sleep? Do they work out every day? Why? When do they work out? How do they structure their days? When do they do their deep work? When do they rest? What does rest look like for them? How many hours a day do they work? What does their diet look like? Do they read a lot of books? If so, what do they read? Can you read the same books? Yes. (laughs) Do they party, drink, do drugs? What's their take on those things? As you ask yourself these questions, realize that the first step towards becoming the person you aspire to be is deconstructing and then mimicking how they live in the day to day. With wildly successful people, everything they do is intentional. All those things I talked about are thought out. They are not floating through life aimlessly. They're very intentional. What they eat matters. When they eat matters. When they sleep matters. How much they sleep matters. What they work on matters. When they work matters. And where even they work matters. Where they live, etc. Everything is calculated for these people. They don't do anything by accident. This is what separates them from the rest. And if you want to start to be like them or be on the same level as them, you need to start to act like them. And if your actions aren't aligned with yours, say you're looking up to Dickie Bush above all people, for example, and you notice that he hasn't had a drink of alcohol in 500 days, but you're going out and partying every weekend and destroying your sleep and you're not using your weekends to focus, that's an indicator of where you should start to change or start to think about changing. Next, let's go into the character traits because habits are one thing. Character traits are a really important bucket that we need to tap into as well. So keep that inspirational person top of mind. Let's start to think about their character. What is their discipline like? What is their mindset like? Are they patient? How do you know? How passionate are they about their work? Are they relentless? Are they a bit stoic? Are they adaptable? Do they study philosophy? Are they spiritual? Are they adaptable? Are they resilient? Are they curious? at a very fundamental level, your character traits will determine your ability to show up every day and nail those daily habits we talked about. It's all tied in. But in order for these character traits to come full circle, you need to have beliefs in place too. This is what Alex Hormozzi talks about. The only reason you're not progressing as an entrepreneur is because you're lacking one of these three habits, like we just talked about, character traits like we just talked about, and now beliefs. So your beliefs are your self-imposed ceiling for your success and your life. If you have the habits, skills, and character traits required to make a million dollars a year, but you lack the belief that it's possible, then you won't take the actions or have the foresight necessary to make it happen. What beliefs do the people you look up to have that you don't? Do they believe that they can make $100,000 a month? I'm sure they do. Why don't you? Do they believe they can work 12 hours a day without burning out? 
Or do they believe that they need to only work four hours a day and they don't want to work more than that? Why? Deconstruct that. Do they believe that their message and their business can impact millions of people's lives? Do you think you can get to the same spot? Why not? Because you can. It's only your mind that's limiting you. Dispelling limiting beliefs is one of the biggest levers you can pull for catapulting yourself from where you're at to where you want to be. Have people stress test your beliefs. Call up a friend. Ask them, where am I I just short-sighted right now? What beliefs do you think I'm holding over myself that are not serving me? Find mentors to challenge you. Self-reflect and identify the difference in the beliefs you hold versus the people who you look up to. What's the difference in your beliefs versus theirs? Open your mind. Identify those limiting beliefs that aren't serving you and then work ruthlessly to cut them out, fill in the gaps between where you are and where you want to be with the next category, skill. So to recap, we've talked about habits, character traits, beliefs, now skill. The difference between where you are now and where you want to go is skill. If you were a better writer, you'd make more impact and you'd impact more people's lives and you'd make more money through your writing. If you were a better marketer and salesman, you'd be making more money. And if you if you had had more professional branding, if you were better at website building and design, you'd be more of an authority in the space. The good news is all of these skills are learnable. The cool thing about human beings is that if one human being has learned a skill, you can too. The only thing that is preventing you from not is your limiting beliefs. See how this is all tied in. Any information you want to learn is a few clicks away. You can spend a couple hours on YouTube learning the basic principles of any skill. You can look up lectures from Harvard and Princeton and wherever, and you can find the information you're looking for. You don't need to go to college to learn this stuff anymore. Or you can read books on copywriting, marketing, sales, psychology, etc., and learn all the baseline fundamental skills that are going to be directly applicable to your creator business or entrepreneurship endeavor. If you read all the right books and watch all the right videos, you will know exactly how to get from where you are to where you want to go. The blueprint is right there. It's all out there. All the information you need is out there. The skills you need to learn, the habits you need to build, the beliefs you need to hold, the character traits you need to adopt. So if all this information is already out there, why haven't more people reached their goals? Why haven't you achieved their goal, your goals? Because you can't get out of your own way. (laughs) That's it. You are the bottleneck. It's you. Like that might be harsh, but it's true. And once you accept that fact, you can then take ownership over creating the life you want. You are your biggest bottleneck. Your inability to get out of your own way. Your inability to stop self-destructing. Your inability to sacrifice things that you don't actually care about for what's actually important to you. Your inability to structure your day in a way that pulls all the necessary levers that get you from where you are to where you want to go. Your inability to order your mind on a goal, focus on the daily actions to get there and block out the rest. This might be upsetting. That's okay. It can be a bit disheartening when you realize the only thing stopping you from becoming the person you want to be is your own insufficiencies and inadequacies. But this is also extremely liberating. Because if the only thing stopping you is you, you have the power to change it. But only if you take complete ownership over every aspect of your life. 
you need to go from the mindset of, for example, how can I wake up late enough to still make it to my job or class on time to how can I wake up early enough to work on building my business and achieving my dreams while still getting eight hours of sleep? Simple mindset shift. One example. You need to change your perspective from being a victim of your nine to five job or your full class schedule and realize it's actually providing you the safety net and the springboard to try and build something for yourself. You need to understand that if you want to build your dream life, it will come with the sacrifice of late nights, watching Netflix, partying the second you free up from work or school, and it will take rigorous learning and study in every spare moment you have. You cannot build the life you dream about by taking the same actions as everybody else, thinking you can, and you don't need to cultivate these habits and character traits and discipline is purely ego and delusion. You need to combat that. So here's how to bridge the gap from where you are now to the person you want to be. So remember the person that I told you to think about earlier in this podcast, bring them back to the top of mind. What habits do they have that you don't? What skills do they possess that you don't? What character traits and beliefs do you do they possess that you are lacking? Get clear and identify them. Then it comes down to one thing. Reverse engineering their path to success and figuring out how you can replicate it yourself. If you're going to get serious about building yourself to the level of your heroes and mentors, it's going to take some serious planning. So first, you need to start to plan in the long term. You need to construct a vision for your future and goals that reflect that vision. Your goals could be around fitness, social media, business growth, etc., but you need something to aim at. You need a goal to order your consciousness toward. There's a great quote from Seneca that comes to mind. He says, if a man knows not to which port he sails, no wind is favorable. When you have a massive goal, every part of your life becomes an opportunity to either move toward or away from those goals. Because Michael Jordan, for example, had the goal of winning an NBA championship every single year, Every meal he ate, every workout he did, every recovery session he did, and every night's sleep was an opportunity to inch towards that goal. You should be doing the same. I also recommend picking a massive goal. Don't afraid. Don't be afraid to be bold. No one even has to know the goal except you. And honestly, I recommend not telling anybody the goal because we've all heard the saying, or if you haven't, it's pretty life-changing. Telling people your goals releases the same dopamine as achieving them would have. So it's better to aim big, keep quiet, and let the results do the talking. Now, if you've thought about your big vision for the future, we got to start to bring that down to reality. We have to start to plan in the day today. You can take your goals and vision for the future and reverse engineer them all the way down to weekly and daily systems. If you want a free systems planning sheet, you can subscribe to my email list and I'll send you a free Sunday systems planning sheet that I use to build my systems every week. And uh, I use this with my coaching clients and myself and it's super helpful. So once you identify those daily behaviors that move the needle from where you are to where you want to go, you need to actually put them into a schedule. It's simple. Use a scheduling app like Google Calendar or even just outline your day in a notebook. Plug all the things you want to do and need to do into that schedule. 
without a schedule, without order, things tend toward chaos. They tend toward entropy. It's a law of the universe. You need to bring order to this chaos. Without structure, your day will degrade into the usual behaviors of the masses like mindless scrolling and hours upon hours wasted not ordering consciousness towards anything. And once you're done planning for that future, there are three main levers to build into your schedule to pull every single day. First lever, learning. People often neglect this, but it's the most important thing you can be doing. As children, we were naturally curious about everything. Kids are absolutely learning machines. But the problem is with the education system, society, etc., is most people grow to hate learning, or at least the type of learning that they were forced to undergo in the school system. Because most people end up hating the learning process through through rigorous test-taking, assigned reading, and forced homework, they stop learning the moment they graduate. This is an absolute tragedy. It's our purpose as humans to constantly evolve and grow, not on a physical level, but on a conceptual mental level. We are made to learn new things constantly. Those who can return to this childlike state of a love for learning can do almost anything in the world, especially with modern technology, You have access to infinite knowledge in the Library of Alexandria at your fingertips. You don't need college. You don't need anything. It's all out there on the internet. You just have to be curious enough to go get it. The future belongs to the autodidactic. That is a self-learner, somebody that can teach themselves anything. All the information is out there. The best way to absorb it is by blocking off time every day for learning, just like you would for work. You need to schedule in, okay, during this hour from 4 to 5 p.m. before I eat dinner, I'm going to deliberately study. You need to replace mind-numbing hobbies with stimulating learning. You need to follow your natural curiosities because if it's forced, like school, you won't do it and you'll dread it. You need to carve out that time to go down rabbit holes and let your curiosity run wild. Your curiosity is pointing you to where you're supposed to go. Build in learning to your day-to-day. Listen to a podcast while you're on a walk. Read a book on your, com- on your commute to work. Throw on an audio book while you're doing chores. If you can become an obsessive learner and learn the right things, and you learn which things to learn by looking at the people, uh, bring back to the person to mind who you thought of earlier, look at what they've read, what have they studied, and learn those same things. If you do this, the future is completely under your control. So that was lever one, learning. Lever two is building. Learning without building is like eating without exercising. If someone were to eat the cleanest diet, tons of protein, hit all their macros, etc., but they'd never put that energy to use by hitting the gym, they would never add muscle and get in shape. The same goes for learning. You could consume all of the best podcasts and books in the world, but unless you have a project in the real world, i.e. the creator economy or your one-person business, to channel that energy and learning into, all that consumption will be wasted. Information without implementation is mental masturbation, nothing more. Knowledge without action is delusion. Just as humans are meant to learn, we're meant to build. As a species, we've built cities, we've built streets, we've built rockets, we've built Teslas, we've built iPhones, AirPods, entire civilizations, etc. Building is in your DNA. 
Find a project that interests you and take the smallest step possible. Some ideas for you. Build a social media account. It will become your resume for life. You'll never have to apply for a regular job again, and you'll access a network worth millions. Build a fitness plan for yourself. If you're a fitness guy, you can eventually sell that plan to others. Build a relationship consulting program online if you're into dating and men's, men's dating or women's dating. Learning without building is like laying the foundation for a skyscraper, but never actually building it. Building without learning is trying to build the skyscraper without any foundation to build it upon. You need both. The stronger the foundation, the higher the tower can go. You need to build and learn every single day, no exceptions. Last lever, lever three, reflecting. So lever one, learning. Lever two, building. Lever three is reflecting. The game of life is all about self-awareness. Introspection is your key to growth. You need to carve out time for it at least every week. Some examples, I love taking myself out to journal, out to dinner with a journal and like having a conversation with myself through my writing. It's an amazing practice and I always feel super aligned after. With that, I was a little bit nervous at first about like people judging me for going out to dinner by myself with a book and a journal, but it's actually one of the greatest ways to build self-confidence, just doing those things. Once you get through that, you realize taking yourself out to dinner with a journal and a book and not caring what anybody thinks of you is the most powerful thing in the world. And actually, I found most people find it kind of cool. Um, but if you don't want to wait to take yourself out to dinner once a week or that doesn't align with you, you can reflect each day before you go to bed on, the, on how the day went. You could pull out a journal and ask yourself, what went well? What didn't? How can I be better? What am I going to change tomorrow? The shorter the time between your reflection periods, the quicker you can improve. If you can tighten up a bottleneck every day, reach a new insight, or improve by 1% every day, imagine where you'll be in a year. You honestly can't. It's, it's beyond your comprehension. But you don't even need to wait until the end of the day to introspect. You can be reflecting every second. I've noticed recently as I've gotten so much more dialed in with all this stuff, like I'm watching myself at every second of the day. Each moment you can zoom out, gain awareness and ask yourself if your current action, what you're doing right now is conducive to your future self. And if you're still listening to this podcast, I can definitely say that it is. But it starts with your daily habits. It starts with your character traits. It starts with your skills. It starts with your beliefs. If you can aim at an ideal, remember your person who you thought of earlier, improve all the controllable aspects of yourself and take relentless action, everything will fall into place given enough time and consistent effort. I want to end it with a Michael Jordan quote because we talked about him a lot in this episode. He says, the score takes care of itself. I love that because... It's so true. If you just focus on those daily inputs, eventually you reach that success that you wanted without even really thinking about it. It just happens as a byproduct. So with that, this was a bit longer, but I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, This was based on one of my last newsletters and it was one of my favorite ones I've ever written. So if you enjoyed this, um, you'd like my newsletter, you'll get that free Sunday systems planning sheet that you can access for free. You can find the link to sign up for my newsletter in my bio or on my website.
Um, with that, thank you for listening. If you could subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, wherever you're listening and give it a like, um, give it a thumbs up, give it a five-star rating if you can. It just It's going to help me continue to produce this podcast and hopefully help you guys out. So with that, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Peace.